certain, what I found in my marriage is the first couple of years we really struggled and we were both Christians, both loved Jesus, but we struggled in our relationship. And the thing that, that changed that for us was firstly, we started to work on our relationships, our individual relationships with Jesus. Welcome to the Happy African Marriage Podcast, a show where we empower, equip, and encourage you to build a stronger marriage in these modern times, even if you're raising a family. We are Dr. Eben and David, a Christian couple, happily married life partners, parents of three, and marriage partnership coaches. If you're ready to build an enriching marriage partnership for a peaceful, thriving, and unified home, and a lasting legacy of impact for future generations, this podcast was made for you. So, stay tuned. Be prepared to be empowered and inspired to build the happy African marriage you truly desire. I beg, make we talk the matter. Hello, friends, and welcome once again to another exciting episode. Today, I have a special guest, one who is actually very special because... He is my pastor, and I'll um, just be introducing him here in a moment. And I just want to say compliments of the season. Merry Christmas. It's that time of the year wherein you know, people are all about shopping, and I just hope we don't forget the reason for this season, and that's Jesus Christ. He is the reason why we celebrate Christmas or Mac Christmas. It's not about the shopping. It's not about the gifts. It's not about, but more importantly, maybe the gift that God gave Jesus to us. And so with that, let me introduce our guest. He is Chuck Lombard. He is the pastor of Christian Life Assembly here in Peace River. He has been married for 23 years to his beautiful wife, Thea, and they have two amazing children. He's been a pastor for 14 years and is the lead pastor at Christian Life Assembly. He's passionate about healthy marriages and healthy leaders. And one other thing, he is from South Africa. And I just want to say welcome, sir, to uh, the Happy African Marriage Podcast. Well, thank you, David. It's a privilege. And thank you for inviting me to be part of this podcast today. Thank you. Just before we'll proceed with um, discussing and you answering the questions based on our topic today about spirituality and, and marriage. You know, I, I just want to say thank you for supporting ministries in Christian Life Assembly and even for the work you do in the town of Peace River here in Alberta. I think it's been a blessing having you with, with us and, um, you know, accepting that call uh, to come to this uh, peaceful Peace River. Thank you, David. All right. So my, my first question um, for you is, is this. What actually is your story? What was your journey like on the way to becoming a pastor? Well, I think my story starts with uh, being very lost. So um, I, I had no relationship with God for the majority of my youth. And uh, so when I turned 19, I was on that verge of going up, you know, over the, that, that one boundary that's one step too far. 
but God intervened in, in that year of my life. And I, I got to know him on the 31st of March, or March the 31st in uh, 1995, mm. um, during a very special service where a Canadian, uh, interestingly enough, um, <laughs> came to South Africa and had special meetings. And, uh, and, and that day that I uh, met Jesus was actually the day I realized that I have to uh, become a pastor. I, I knew that I have a story um, and and there's loads of people that that has gone through the stuff that I've gone through, and the fact that I found this liberty in Jesus and the life that He's given me in that moment is something I need to share. Uh, but this, the journey to becoming a pastor was an interesting one because I was in when I got saved that um, period of time in my life, I was studying to become an electrician. Um, and uh, so uh, I thought I'll become an electronic engineer. So I was working towards that. And uh, although I felt I needed to, to become a pastor, I continued with the, uh, the electrician uh, qualification. And about uh, eight months later, I realized that God is saying, nope, nope, no, you need to be a pastor. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I dropped out in that and started to study uh, via the post. Um, back then, you didn't have online uh, you know, anything. Um, and uh, so I, I studied through a university in the States, ICI. And, um, and uh, while doing that, I went on a uh, sort of an outreach program that called Year of Your, of your Life. Mm-hmm. And the year after that, so that's 1996, I went on this outreach program. And, um, and, and 1997, I went on a mission trip to Mozambique. And that, that was the formulation journey of me becoming a pastor. And when I returned on um, to South Africa, about later 1997, I became the youth pastor uh, at a local church. Actually, um, one of the churches in Bloemfontein, where um, I got saved in one church and the other church that was just um, like a few kilometers from it, they needed a youth pastor when I came back and I became a youth pastor in the same denomination. Uh, and that was 1997. So that's basically my journey. Um, but I always knew since I met Christ that he wants me to be his messenger and mm. share his good news with people that that feels uh, that um, life is too challenging mm. almost to, <laughs> to cope, you know, and all those challenges. And then you do stuff to get rid of all those. Uh, you would either go to the bad stuff and try to get rid of all the feelings of being alone. But anyway, so that's my story. Um, on, on how I became a boss as well. Thank, thank you, thank you for for sharing that. Um, so when we when we talk of just on the on the on our topic um, of today, spirituality and marriage, and we, you know, when we look at life and we look at Christendom, you know, a, a number of people have questioned why their marriages fail and they are still and they are Christians. And, and maybe before you delve into that, can we just address what spirituality is and, and perhaps what differentiates it from religion? Okay. Now, I think uh, one of the biggest things that we need to understand about spirituality in essence, and I'll give you the definition of spirituality in a second, is that everything actually is spiritual. And we, we forget about it. We, we think that a certain element of life is spiritual and others are physical. And then we re, you know reminded of that scripture that says you need to live in the spirit, not in flesh. If you live in the flesh, then you're sinful. And if you live in the spirit, 
as God's hand. And all of a sudden, your body and your bodily desires and this physical body becomes the bad thing. And everything spiritual becomes the thing we want to uh, sort of live out. And, and, and not realizing that in that moment, we actually are living a dualistic life. And dualistic means that I'm living in two different um, uh, 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 like point of views. The one is a physical point of view, which everything is bad, and the other is a spiritual point of view, where everything is good. But the definition of, of a spiritual life is actually living a life that, uh, where you, in everything you do, you look towards Christ mm. to fulfill your desires. Mm. So a spiritual life is in my marriage, in my finances, mm. in everyday life. Uh, I look to watch Christ to fulfill my desires. We all have physical desires. Uh, we need to eat. We need to sleep and all those things. But Christ would be the foundation and the, the place from where I fulfill those desires. A fleshly life, a life in the flesh, would be where those desires are not met through Christ. Mm. So that definition helped me really a lot to not to think that a, 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 to live in a flesh is physical body. It's not. It's actually where I get my desires met more than anything else. And if we speak about spirituality, um, uh, spirituality is a quality of being concerned uh, with the human spirit or soul as opposed to material or physical things. And what it means is that if I want to grow spiritually or spirituality is being aware of the spirit element and the, about something bigger than, uh, than my, than I am. And also the, the awareness of this uh, bigger being, uh, the awareness that he can meet my desires, which is God and, and Jesus in that sense. So it's a shift in priorities that allows us to embrace our spiritualist more profound way is to, to, to know and be aware of God being there and then um, to move my, where I find my uh, desires being met to Jesus more than all the elements of life, um, like uh, having or owning a, a better car or a better house or mm -hmm. whatever you think would um, uh, address your desires that, that you have. So where's the place of religion in, in the spirit oh. life or spirituality? So, so that's the thing. That's interesting. Religion is actually, and I have a definition here of, on, on religion. Let me just, religion is a human, a human being's relation to that which they regard as holy, sacred, or even obsolete, spiritual, divine, or worthy, especially reverent. Religion also deals with concerns about fates after death. Where spiritual, spirituality and religion, actually you need both. Okay. okay. So the one is about this awareness of God and the spiritual realm. Okay. The other one is the physical expression of me living that life. Now, sometimes we, if we are really religious, and it means that we like legalistic, hmm. we forget about the spiritual. Uh, we try to do all the right things. Hmm. Um, I would joke about it like in our marriage the first couple of years. Um, I had the Ten Commandments of the Lombard's house in my wife's um, closet because if she opens the door, the first one on the list is clothes are not meant to be on the bed. It's meant to be in the closet. Oh, you know? so, and, the, and a few other lists. Um, and that's a very religious or legalistic way of living. And there was no uh, spiritual or grace element in that. 
but we need sometimes to have the boundaries and that's the religion part and we spirituality is the freedom where we know that god is real is with us and he can meet all our desires yeah yeah you know there's always been that um um you know they say people are religious some say i'm spiritual and all that so i i just needed us to get some yeah. clarification on that as we as we move into you know how how really how does spirituality or having living a spiritual life you know affect our marriage i think you just mentioned something's really important um we quite often say i am a spiritual being or a spiritual person or a religious person and i mentioned it that you need you need both um you need this awareness of someone bigger so more like you. the faith and works exactly situation. like that so so you need that um and where religion quite often uh, um without the spiritual element is dead and uh the spiritual without the religion is quite flaky so that's maybe the, the easiest way and mm. uh, so your question is how does it affect our marriage if you're just in the religious or physical part of your marriage then then you will never experience fulfilling a uh, fulfilling happy marriage if you just in a physical element so my wife should keep me happy or my husband should keep me happy and they it's their job to make me happy then you'll never be happy mm-hmm. uh, john c maxwell which is a well-known leader um was standing at a, a conference and they were greeting people and someone walked up to his wife and asked her does john still make you happy mm-hmm. and she said no <laughs> And John was thinking on this, you know, in this moment, like, what did I do wrong? Why did she say no? But then she, you know, she, she, she continued saying, John doesn't make me happy because he'll never be able to if I don't make myself happy. Mm-hmm. So quite often we live in this physical or religious life where we think someone from outside should make me happy. Mm-hmm. Where spirituality begins with Jesus is my source of happiness. Mm-hmm. He's my source of joy. And if I find myself to be happy within Jesus, my husband or my wife doesn't have to work hard to, to make me happy. Mm-hmm. Obviously, there's some stuff that they can do that just you know, increase the experience of joy in my life. But, but that's the main thing. So spirituality affects our marriage when we focus on Jesus, understanding that he's our source of joy, peace, of happy uh, happiness, and not my partner. And I think, to me, that might be the clearest uh, difference or, or that it can uh, bring in a marriage, uh, this understanding of who's my source. So some persons may say, you know what, I, I believe in God, I, 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 I believe in Jesus, I've accepted Christ, but I'm, I'm having a hard time, you know, even in my marriage. Uh, um, I do, I, I don't... Well, I don't really draw happiness from my spouse, but it, he or she claims to also be a Christian, but I'm still having this challenge. And I consider myself spiritual. Is What could be wrong? What could be happening? You know, there's, there's a, a few things. Um, it's easy to sound spiritual um, because we, we sort of just have to have a connection with something spiritual. Mm. Uh, but there's a difference between saying that you're spiritual and having a relationship with Jesus and an intimate relationship with Jesus. Now, what do I mean? So if I'm just 
spiritually, it means I'm doing, and, and it's actually very similar to being religious. I'm going through the actions and the flows and the awareness of something bigger than I am, but I do not invest into that relationship. Um, so what I found in my marriage is the first couple of years, we really struggled, and we were both Christians, both loved Jesus, but we struggled in our relationship. And the thing that, that changed that for us was, firstly, we started to work on our relationships, our individual relationships with Jesus, mm. and find ourselves within that separately from ourselves. Mm. Sorry. But the next step after that is we took that to our bedroom. And what I mean that is that we said every evening start to pray with each other and mm. for each other before mm. we went to bed to sleep. Mm. Um, and, and I think that that radically changed our marriage because all of a sudden, within our most intimate space, which is our bedroom, mm. we brought God into that mm. and we started to pray for each other. Uh, we started to engage in scripture and in, in the Bible in that space. And it seems weird because you think that should be obvious, but I, I, I was, I've been counseling couples for a couple of years now. And I, I, I think I have had about maybe one handful of people that said, yes, we pray together. Mm. Yes, we're reading scripture together. Mm. Uh, the most of the people do not even do that. And it's not, I just, I don't know why. It's not natural. Maybe it's not normal. That's something, it's a habit you need to learn. And that, that, that changed our marriage completely because all of a sudden we um, engaged spiritually. The next one that, that we started to do is that when we argue and we're really upset with each other, those times we try to pray with for each other and with each other again. Uh, so it just uh, it addresses that anger because I mean it's difficult to pray when you're really angry, <laughs> but but also it forces us to bring uh, reconciliation and, and, and uh, uh, figure out what just went wrong, mm -hmm. and obviously trust in God's guidance. Again, that's what spirituality is about: is within this physical body. Trusting God to guide us and, and, and understanding that he's, he is helping us. He's there to lean on when we struggle with our relationships. Yeah. You know, when you when you talk of the arguments and then praying for each other, I, 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 I just want to say two things. The, the first one is, so for me, when when we're having that, maybe it's heated. Well, I, through the podcast, I had mentioned this. So my wife probably now knows that was what I was doing. Anytime she's going at it and I'll just do like under my yeah, breath yeah. and just say a yeah. quick prayer, you know, just, or I turn my back to her and just mutter a quick Nehemiah prayer, you know, Lord help me know the words to say, to keep calm and all that. And, and it's also interesting that you also said, you know, you've, you've just met a handful of couples who, who pray together. And, and I think it's one of the things that is um, missing, one missing piece that couples tend to, you know, they go to church together, they go to other meetings together, but that's time to, to pray. Even at times, even for us, at times it's even, um, at times we do it and then something just happens. Maybe my wife goes to bed on time or earlier and all that, and we don't get to, but we, we have it on our radar to pray for right. each other and commit other things that yeah. needs to be um, committed before God. So, uh, so listeners is, is a good practice. If you've not started doing that, please, you know, get your husband, your wife, and th there's also the part of people, family devotions too, that could also be done. 
So my, my other question is, um, I don't know if it ties into what you have said, but how does spiritual growth contribute to building a, a stronger marriage? And I think that one of the things, again, and I've mentioned it earlier, is that as we grow spiritually, we find our joy in Jesus. Mm. Um, one of the challenges of marriage is it's two statements. The one is that person should make me happy mm -hmm. and that person should bring their part. Mm -hmm. So uh, this misconception that marriage is 50-50 yeah. and that person should be ha make me happy. It's impossible <laughs> for anyone to make you happy. Hmm. if you are not happy to begin with. So as you grow in your understanding of Jesus' acceptance of you, his love for you, and his, um, I mean, just his grace and abundance of uh, protection, provision of your love, and you discover who you are, that you are God's beloved, and you're fearfully and wonderfully made. As you discover these truths, you would find happiness. Hmm. It takes the um, the pressure of your spouse to make you happy because you find your happiness in Jesus. Yeah. And then your spouse would your spouse would do something that you think, wow, that's amazing. That just add to that joy already. Um, so that's and the other thing about a 50-50 as well is that as we grow spiritually, we understand that love makes sacrifices and doesn't demand. Mm. I mean, that just Corinthians states that love it's not blown up. It yeah. doesn't demand. It's happy when the other one gets something you don't get yeah. and stuff like that. So if we think about what scripture teaches us uh, and we apply that to growing spiritually, we would understand at a certain point, as I grow spiritually, my joy I would get in marriage, what, uh, uh, the, the, the joy from marriage I will get when my spouse would have joy. Uh, so I would stop trying to receive joy and start to give joy. Mm. And all of a sudden, the 50-50 rule starts to become, I give my 100%, <laughs> even though my spouse might not give her 100%. Mm. And, and, and that becomes then the joy because I could serve her. That's the principle of uh, a mature spiritual person is that I serve before I receive. Um, and I, I, I sow with the expectation that I'm going to uh, harvest. Um, maybe I can just add one story. For the longest time, Tia had to sow into my relation, into me in our relationship, where I was the, the, the guy that thought she's going to have to make me happy. And obviously, I wasn't happy back then, and um, she couldn't make me happy no matter what she did. But she, she gave 100%. Mm. I only gave 50%. And after a season of sowing, that changed my perspective, her love and her caring and her sewing into our relationship just changed my perspective. And I realized that true joy in a marriage comes when I cause joy, not get joy. Mm. Yeah. 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 I, I, I love your the way you proceeded from the 50% to the 100%. And, and so I believe many of us probably got married having that going in 50-50 as we progressed in marriage and as God granted us more wisdom, we understood that, come on, it's not 50-50. Right. It needs to be a hundred, hundred at the end of the day. So as we round up, I think I have maybe two more questions there about to go. Does having a spiritual life, you know, protects one from, um, marital cha challenges 
No. <laughs> <laughs> I think we, a lot of people, and, and there would be people that teach that, saying that now that I'm a Christian, nothing bad happens to you. But Jesus actually makes a promise in John 16, uh, verse 33. He says, I've said these things to you, that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation. Mm. I mean, we none of us speak of tribulation and tribulation in marriage. I mean, uh, I have the saying that if emotion walks into the room through the door, intelligence jumps out of the winter, a window. Why? Because we, we when we become emotional, we're not intelligent. And we don't have intelligent uh, discussions. We are angry mm. um, and we shut and we, there's difficult times. Mm. But here's the part that we need to understand. It says, but take heart, I have overcome the world. So in these tribulations, we are still victorious. Mm. Here's the thing, when we go into difficult times in marriage, um, the biggest problem we had, Tia and myself, was that we didn't realize that we needed to think the best of each other. Mm. So when we would argue and she would raise an issue or a problem, I would think she attacked, she's attacking me. She's trying to destroy me. She's yeah. trying to hurt me. And one day we were arguing, uh, Tia and myself, and we were screaming, that passionate fight, you know, that even the neighbors know that you're fighting. So one of those, and as we were arguing and arguing, I just felt the Holy Spirit saying to me, why don't you just trust and think the best of your wife? Mm. And I just, in that moment, I just said, you know, in the middle of this uh, argument, I told Tia, Maybe we should just start thinking the best of each other. Mm. And, and that just changed my perspective. Um, and a lot of times, so although my wife might get upset with me and argue with me, if I, in my mind, can say she's doing that because she loves me and wants the best for me, mm -hmm. it changes my reaction to, to that. That's not easy because we, we are quite <laughs> reactive. Mm. But that's just a, a perspective change. So, revelation, difficult times in marriage, we'll have even as Christians. Mm. But we know Jesus has given us the victory over those things. And it's just the way we have our minds. That's Romans 12. I was just saying that we need to renew our minds. It's our minds that's a problem quite often. That in those tribulation, we think it's personal and that person is making your life difficult and she wants to get back at you for something. But if you can just shift your mind saying, no, wait, you know, this is actually part of the growing process in our marriage. We are going to go through difficult times, but Jesus has given us the victory. So we can go through this and, and, and get, uh, come out victorious on the other side. Yeah, thank you. And since we're talking about, you know, spiritual life and all that, we may have some listeners who are just wondering, okay, how, how do I begin this journey, the spiritual life you're talking about? How do I get there? Because I'm not there yet, and I can't even introduce it into my marriage. So can you just give us, um, speak to, to those who are listening, how can they get there? I think one of the important things, if you would be listening and you are uh, at a place where you do not have a spiritual journey, or you just recently started on this journey and you have no idea what to do next, um, and you have this yearning and this, this unction in your heart to uh, to grow spiritually, um, one of the first things I can invite you on to is uh, a process that you can actually go online. And if you have the version uh, Bible app, it's First Steps with Jesus. Uh, it's a booklet free download with a set of videos you can work through. 
that helps you with the basic understanding of your spiritual growth and discovery of who Jesus is and what this truth would mean to you. But some practical things I can mention as well is um, the number one is to take your spiritual growth and, and make a commitment towards it. Make it a priority. Make it a value in your life. Say, I want to grow spiritually. And you don't have to know everything. And you don't have to read uh, like 10 chapters of the Bible every day and pray, pray for an hour every day. You just have to make that first step. And that's by making a commitment saying, a spiritual journey would be a, a value in my life, an important thing, and I'm going to take time with that and with God. The obvious next step would be then to take the time and spend it with God in prayer. I remember the one day I was counseling a couple that just entered in this spiritual journey, and I was speaking to the husband saying, hey, you need to lead your family in your spiritual journey you need to take responsibility to make sure that you're growing spiritually and he said i don't know how i don't even know how to pray i said it's easy to pray i just think that you're having a discussion with someone you know really well and you just start off with things like how are you doing it's weird because you're speaking to god but just to to break the ice and then maybe you can think of what you want to pray and write it down and before you pray you mm -hmm. know uh, and then just say, you know, God, today, this is how I feel. This is what I'm going through. Although God knows that, it helps you with the conversation. But to spend time with God also mean, uh, means that you need to hear from him because he's speaking. And that means that we quite often, although we don't necessarily hear his voice audibly, you can hear his voice through other people, through reading your Bible. Uh, so part of the journey of spending time with God is also joining a group of Christians mm. going on a journey with them, um, uh, joining a local church, joining a small group as part of that church, because that's how God speaks to us quite often is through mm -hmm. other Christians. We need those Christians to help us, to encourage us, to to help us grow. Uh, uh, I mentioned that you need to uh, read the scriptures as, uh, as much as possible, but then with that is you need to pray. Uh, uh, pray, uh, we, I mentioned this to start, but pray with faith saying that god is good although i don't see it always and i trust him and that's quite often we are invited in a step of faith doing something so god i trust you in my marriage so what do i do i will stop trying to control every circumstance and start to trust you to do um uh, things and then lastly the most important thing about our spiritual journey is to have fun uh, we quite often say Christianity and our spiritual journey is so serious that we forget we can have fun. Mm -hmm. we, there's loads of fun in becoming a, a, a Christian and growing spiritually. It's supposed to be loads of fun, times of laughter, mm -hmm. where we laugh at the type of things we thought and mistakes we've made and how we interpret it with the scripture and stuff like that. It, it's, it, it's great fun to grow as, uh, as a Christian, uh, but and we should have uh, opportunity we just laugh at ourselves and laugh with others as we grow spiritually thank you as we round up i'll be asking you to you know to pray for marriages and and even also singles those who are looking for life partners but just before then how can we um reach you maybe someone may want to connect with you someone may want to reach out to you um, maybe they have questions or something. And so could you just let us know how they can reach you? 
Now, I think the easiest would be to either go to Christian Life Assembly's website, which is uh, christianlifeassembly.ca, uh, or email me at, um, uh, you can go to info, I-N-F-O, um, uh, at uh, CLA for Christian Life Assembly, PR for Peace River dot life. So info at CLAPR dot life. And that's the, the easiest ways, or even with uh, through our Facebook page, uh, we have messaging on that. So the Christian Life Assembly Facebook page, they can send us a text or message through there. And I would love to hear from you. So you're welcome to send me a text or just some questions as well. Thank you. And, and so, so, so you also know um, we'll be having these addresses and contacts in the podcast um, notes. And, and so I, I just want to say um, thank you for joining us today. And maybe to just be, before you leave, to just say a prayer for marriages, homes, singles, and we're trusting God for, you know, a, a miracle in the lives of people. Uh, if you don't mind, I just want to say something about singleness. And I realized that um, a lot of people that might be listening single, and we've just been speaking about our, our Christian journey in marriage. And the, you, you might think that I'm single. I haven't even met Mr. Wright, Mrs. Wright yet, and, and stuff like that. But I realized one of the, the key things while trusting God for your life partner is to make sure that you are um, aligning yourself with who God created you to be. And to become this yeah, ideal mistress or Mr. Right. Uh, um, and I think that's important that as we are waiting for God to send the Mr. or Mrs. Right to us, that we would um, trust God to build our character, to invest in our own lives, reading material that prepare us uh, for marriage and stuff like that. So that's one of the things, and maybe even with couples, I would normally say the best time to go for counseling is before you need it. Uh, because we can't often think counseling is only for when we have trouble. Uh, I would see that marriage would be like a bank account. Uh, if you go through difficult times, you withdraw funds. So if you, you cannot withdraw what you don't have. Yeah. So when do you put funds in? When you do have. And that's when you do the counseling. You, through counseling, you put funds into your account. So when you go through tough times, you have funds available. So, and it's the same with when you're single. It's maybe a good thing to do uh, go for counseling and just speak through some of the stuff and, and, and grow spiritually in that area while you're single. Because singleness, as with marriage, can be a blessing in the, the growth spiritually that God has um, uh, ordained for us in our journey. But anyway, so let us pray in closing. So, Father, I thank you that you love marriages you're passionate about it and you have created marriage as something that's holy as something that's celebrated and uh, father you've created um, marriage both the physical and the spiritual part to be holy mm -hmm. to be celebrated you have ordained marriages to be something uh, that you value and uh, you valued so much that you use very uh, marriage as the symbol of your relationship with us. And I pray, Father, that all those who are listening to this podcast would experience your blessing, your grace, and your favor on their marriages. I pray that you would give each person listening your wisdom on how to approach their marriage, how to approach conflict, how to approach even the joys and the happiness yes. that they find in marriage. And I pray, Father, that every person listening 
uh, even in singles, we find their joy in you, mm -hmm. their happiness in you. Yes. So, Father, that when their partner or Mr. Right or Mrs. Right coming into their lives, uh, do make them happy. They, they know that the foundation of their joy and happiness is Jesus. Amen. And any other person just builds on that. I pray that you would protect marriages, yes. that you would help people, Father, to, and every element, think the best of each other. Amen. And when they go into, in any way, uh, an argument or anything like that, they will always be reminded that this person loves me and wants the best for me. Mm. I pray, Father, uh, to close uh, 1 Peter uh, 4, Father, where you state we should have fiery love for each other. Mm. Why? Because fiery love, love that has a, a flaming, burning love for each other, would cover multiple mistakes. And I pray mm. that each of us have that love for each other. Yes. So when we do make mistakes, that love would tolerate and um, help uh, work through these mistakes uh, to come out on the other side, mm -hmm. still thinking the best of each other. So, I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 So just before we round up, I know I've probably said it a number of times. Um, is there any last words you want to um, no, say to our listeners? I was thinking about, actually, when I was praying about this one period for, uh, I think it's 18 states, uh, fiery love, I realized that one of the key things of building a strong marriage um, is to make sure that you have regular time where you invest in the relationship now obviously i've just mentioned about praying together with each other also have fun uh, make sure that you go out on a date night on a regular basis uh, you know uh, leave the kids at home get someone to look after them and just for an hour or two just sit around the table and speak to each other about you know even silly things like what's your favorite color what's your favorite song in a moment stuff like that that's that just because when the challenges in marriage comes um, the difficulties, then there's this uh, base, this friendship base that's built into um, your relationship and you can work through that. I think that's one thing that's really important um, in my journey, my marriage, and I would, uh, when I counsel people, would normally ask, are you building a campfire with your marriage? Because a, a fire lasts as long as the last log mm. put on it. Uh, it burns out if you don't feed it. Mm. Uh, and you want to keep on feeding this fire of love. And it says it covers multiple of sins. That word sins there in the Greek means the mistakes and the things. And the, the cover doesn't mean we do not see the mistakes anymore. It says the cover that, that's there means that we are able to as a resolve and work through the mistakes without them being bigger than they are. Um, so that's a piece of advice that I would love to leave to your listeners. Okay. So thank you so much, um, Pastor Jock, for, or PJ, as we call him here. Thank you. And we appreciate your time. I know you have a lot of things going for you, but we just want to appreciate you for taking our time to meet with us and speak to us. And we pray that, you know, God continues to bless your family, your ministry, and whatever you lay your hands to will prosper in Jesus' name. Thank Amen. You. So to our listeners, thank you also for joining us. And um, please do well to stay safe this season. And remember, Jesus remains the reason for the season. God bless you and yours. Shalom.
If you like that and mom show, please don't forget to leave them a review to, to spread the love. Hi friend, if this podcast has inspired you or you found value in today's episode, one of the best ways to thank us is to leave a written review in our Apple podcast. We'd love to hear from you. Also, please feel free to share this episode on your social media channels. And together, let's join the happy African marriage movement as we work together to break the cycle of managing or enduring marriages for our children and the next generations after them. Remember, the state of our marriages today can impact our future generations. Shalom.